listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Today I want to talk about product creation. So believe it or not, I find myself talking about marketing non-stop on my Instagram, Facebook group, blog, even on this podcast. And I noticed that a lot of other people on podcasts and blogs and on social media are constantly giving tips for marketing. And that's obviously something that we need help with. We need to know how to use Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram. And we want to know how to make an email list and get our blog going. So obviously those are really important things for us to learn about and I hear you guys, I know that you want to learn about those things but sometimes I think that we get really fixated on the marketing side of things and we don't think about the product creation enough and in this business the product creation is where the money is, it's the most important part so I want us to really talk about that this week. This is going to be a really great episode for new sellers because I know that it's really easy to get sidetracked by marketing when you should really be focusing on product creation. But I also think this episode is good for more seasoned sellers because I don't know about you if you are a seasoned seller listening, but my week gets eaten up by a lot of marketing. I'm spending all this time writing blog posts and sending emails and posting on Instagram. And sometimes it feels like I'm not even making enough products. So I'm really hoping that this applies to everybody. So let's dive in. I've got about 10 things I want to talk about in terms of product creation. Just the sort of order in which I feel is a really good way to do things. You might do things differently and that's okay, but this is a good set of ideas to go through. Uh, from start to finish when you're making a product. So number one is the brainstorming. Now, if you can't think of any product ideas, I strongly suggest that you think about what you need in the classroom as a teacher or what you used to need when you were in the classroom. Because I think if we get distracted by what other sellers are making, we aren't going to make the best quality products. We need to be thinking about what teachers actually want and what we actually want, not what other people are doing. So I strongly suggest thinking about the students in the classroom and what you actually want as a teacher first if you really can't think of anything that you need in your own classroom that's okay you can ask other teachers what they want so I would definitely go out on social media or your email list or wherever you can talk to teachers and ask them what products do you need because we really need to be getting these ideas from our actual ideal audience sometimes we think that a product will be a great idea but teachers don't even want or need that if we ask them what they want they will tell us and we can give them exactly what they need brainstorming is one of the hardest parts of product creation because if you get into a bit of a rut where you just can't think of ideas it can be so frustrating and then in the reverse the opposite of it is you have like a list of like 20 things and you can't decide it's probably the hardest part is to decide and that's what leads in to number two So my tip number two is researching the market. And I think this can really help the brainstorming because if you have too many ideas, you can narrow it down. But it's really good to have a vague idea of what's going on in TPT in general and what other people are making just to help you make some decisions. So if you have a big long list of 
100 product ideas and you don't know which one is going to sell, it might be good to look on TPT to see what is popular and what is selling. So at certain times of the year, students are learning about fractions and that can be really popular in February, for example. So if you've got this list and you can see that it's December and you're like, well, maybe I would make my fractions resource first and that will be ready for February. So it's sometimes good to see what's popular on TPT and what people are wanting at certain times of year. But I think the better idea is, number one, to probably ask teachers first. And if you really can't get any teachers telling you, TPT itself might tell you. But in terms of researching the market, you might look at TPT to get ideas of what's popular and what people want. But don't use it to get too many ideas because this is where that gray area happens and we start sliding into the plagiarism and the copyright and the trademark and all those issues I don't really encourage you to spend too much of your time looking at what other sellers are doing because that makes it very easy for us to subconsciously copy what they're doing. I don't think we do it really intentionally. It's nothing sinister, but you see someone else making something really cute or really awesome and you think, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like, how amazing is that resource? And then a few weeks later, you find yourself making something kind of similar. So I don't suggest fixating too much on what other sellers are making but popping on tpt you know looking at the popular terms in the search bar looking at search results and seeing what's popular what's not can help you a little bit and this tip number two about researching the market can tell you what's sort of selling and what's popular but it can also tell you you know is something a little too saturated because if you have an idea and then you go on tpt and see that there are just millions of other resources just like it you might go for the slightly less saturated option now just because other sellers are making something and something's really popular, it doesn't mean you can't make that product, but it can help you with your decision making. You might think, well, maybe I'll make that something a little bit more different and original and see how it goes. It's all about striking a balance. If you go for something that's too saturated, you might never rank for it. If you go for something too obscure, teachers might not even want it. So you have to play around in that middle ground and try and strike a balance. It's easier said than done. I know, <laughs> I know that's true, but Basically, what I'm saying is consider doing a little bit of pre-planning and work before you just jump into creating. I've many times I've sat on my computer and just started making something. And then later when it didn't sell, I kind of wish that I had done a bit more brainstorming and research into it first. So this ties into number three, which was my tip is to plan more. One of the things I've been guilty of is, like I said, just diving into a resource. I just open up my PowerPoint and I just start making things. I kind of get the ball rolling and that's great, but I haven't really planned it out. So it's really good to plan before you create. What activities are you going to include? You know, roughly, what's this resource going to be priced at? I mean, how many pages is it going to have? What standards is it going to cover? You know, what topics is it going to cover? I think sometimes planning will set up your resource better than if you just try to wing it and throw things together. So in the past, I've made some kind of poor quality resources and they were very short, very brief, because really all I had was an activity idea. And then I just started making it. And then I was like, oh, I don't know what to do next. And I just kind of threw it up on TBT. And those products never really do that well. The products that do really well are the really well thought out ones where you're like, I'm going to make this unit of work and it's going to cover this, this and this. It's going to have 10 different activities. The ones where you're feeling a bit more organized, I think are going to do better. So try to plan before you create. That's something that I definitely need to work on. Tip number four is about fonts and clip art and borders and things like that. Definitely invest in good quality stuff. I would suggest going on to TPT and getting some free stuff at first, but definitely, you know, investing in good quality clip art and fonts. 
have a big, you know, pile of it on your computer ready to go. But even if you're a seasoned seller, going out there and getting some new clip art just to freshen up resources is a great idea. Sometimes I let that inspire me. If I see a really great piece of clip art, I'm like, well, that would make my product look really good. And I just make the jump and I invest in it. So clip art and fonts can really make or break a product. If I've ever seen a product that I thought wasn't super great quality, it's often because it didn't really appeal to me. You know, the fonts were a bit kind of subpar. They maybe they use dodgy images off Google. It doesn't have that top qualityness to it. So you, if you want your product to sell, you need to make it amazing quality. I will just say as a side note that if you are teaching high school, secondary, that kind of age, of course, your resources are not going to be full of cutesy clip art. That's okay. But especially for elementary, you really want to make sure that you have that quality in your fonts and clip art because otherwise the teacher could have just made it themselves. You know, if you're opening up a Word document and you're writing something in Times New Roman and it looks really kind of last minute thrown together they could have done that themselves they're coming to you and they're investing their hard-earned money in you because they want quality so spend the time and spend the money to make your resource look pretty much appealing and attractive and eye-catching that will help your marketing too it's very hard to dress up a product that isn't very attractive so it will help your product photography you know you can't put lipstick on a pig basically you want the product itself to be stunning and amazing and you know, irresistible, that will make your life so much easier. And that's, I think, fonts and clip art play a big role in that. So number five, my next tip is to think outside the box a little bit. As you're creating your activities, it's really important to try and be original as you can. Now, this is hard. Of course, not every single resource we make is going to be the most original thing ever, and that's okay. But the important thing is that, like I said, we don't copy too much of what other sellers are doing or just make the same thing that's been made thousands of times on TPT. How can you make it individual? How can you make it slightly different and unique? Because you know, teachers are seeing the same things over and over. We want them to see yours and think, hey, this is a unique take on this. This looks a little bit different. So kind of have that thought in the back of your mind as you're creating. How can I make this a bit more interesting and original and take your time with it? My next tip is ties in really well to this and it's to stay focused. I think there is a point in product creation where we just lose momentum because at first we're excited, we're enthusiastic, we're you know getting ideas, we're planning things out, we're getting the clip art, we're making a few activities, we have that like gusto and then at some point in the middle of it we just lose it all. We're just like oh this is so dull. Sometimes it happens to me like midway through, sometimes it's near the end when I have to start doing the credits pages and all the boring stuff. I just lose momentum and I don't want to do it anymore. So this is the reminder for you to stay focused take a break if you need to take a couple of days or a couple of hours where you just don't look at it and come back fresh but the worst thing you can do is to try and get distracted and start something else it's very tempting to think I'm bored of this product it's driving me mad I'm going to make this other product because then you end up the person that has five different products on the go or like 10 unfinished products on your computer And nobody can buy those products if they are sitting there unfinished. So try your best to stay focused on one product at a time. It can be hard, but it's worth it. My next tip is to make your product really value packed. Like I mentioned earlier, I did have a phase. I was just pumping out a load of small, cheap, not great quality products. 
I have this compulsive need to finish things and I think I like the exciting thing of getting it done, putting it up on TBT, I'm done. I hate leaving things undone. So I think that made me rush products and make these really cheap, small products and that wasn't making me a lot of money. I'm now learning to make bigger, juicier, more valuable products. So yes, having more pages, but having more activities and just being better value for teachers, something that will last them maybe more than just one lesson. It's going to make your price a bit higher too which will obviously increase your profits so ask yourself how can I add more value and make this product even better don't obviously force it you know if you're truly out of ideas that's okay but the more the better I think the next tip I have for you is number eight uh this is just the boring stuff make sure especially if you're a newer seller and you don't know this make sure that you have a your copyright on every single page make sure you're flattening and securing your work make sure you have a credits page that has all your social media links and asks for followers and reminds buyers about feedback and upsells to other products and has a terms of use this stuff can get really monotonous but if you have templates for it or you have programs like Flatpak or Adobe where you can flatten things quickly, it can be a quick process. It's just something you've got to get organized. So I would suggest investing in a program to flatten and secure if you haven't already. One click, you're done. I would suggest making a template for your credits page, copying and pasting that copyright, getting all those things into a system so it's fast is my tip for you. If you just kind of do it manually every time, it will bore you and it won't get done. So try to have a system if you can. My second to last tip, number nine, is just to give your products a bit of a test in terms of printing and stuff. If it's a printable resource or if it's digital, I would just go through it and double check. One of the things that buyers will leave bad feedback for is if it doesn't print well or it has errors. So I think checking everything is really important. So print it out and check that it prints okay, but you know, check that everything looks good check there's no typos maybe outsource to a virtual assistant if you are ready for that someone that can proofread your work you know get someone to look at it and go through it and this actually ties into my final tip which is tip number 10 to ask for feedback now this can be in terms of like typos and stuff but it can also be you know how can I make this resource better is it good enough as it is before I upload it sometimes we just jump to uploading because we just want it to be done but it can be a really good strategy to get another set of eyes on it now you could just get your husband or your you know brother or sister or mother or friend or anyone to have a quick look and just check it over someone that's not in the tpt world that's okay but i think a really good idea is to get fellow teachers that you work with or you've worked with in the past or that you know Uh, anyone else that's like you know your own students or your own children or other tpts someone else that's sort of involved in tpt or teaching or is a student that learns this stuff they can try it out and tell you hey well this actually doesn't really make sense or this isn't going to work i think that getting kids and students to look at stuff is really good trying out with your class first or letting your children look at it they'll say hey this activity didn't work or this instruction didn't make sense or whatever and then other teachers and TPTers can say yeah I actually think you should add this to it or that bit didn't work so definitely get feedback from other people if you have a big email list or a big social media following or Facebook group you might be able to say hey you can have this resource for free in exchange for some feedback how can I make it better that's always a good idea too but yeah it's really good to get another set of eyes on what you are doing so just to summarize my 10 tips uh, make sure that you're brainstorming ideas researching the market planning before you create, getting really great fonts and clip art, 
especially making sure those fonts are legible. I don't think I mentioned that, but that's a really important thing to do. Make sure that students can read those fonts. Uh, next up, you know, thinking outside the box, staying focused on what you're doing, adding lots of value to your work, getting a system in place and templates for all those final things you need to do before you upload, test it out, proofread it and finally ask for feedback if you can getting into a system like that where you work through those types of things can really make your product creation process a little bit easier I'm not perfect I am working on a few of those things there's definitely a few things in there that I need to work on I sometimes jump into creating and jump into uploading just to get things done and I need to slow down sometimes too so it's definitely something I need to work on but I hope that you found these tips super helpful today don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Terrific Selling Tactics because I share daily posts and stories and I find myself talking about product creation. So you might pick up some more tips there. Make sure you're following along. Turn your post notifications on too so that you make sure you don't miss any value packed posts that I do try to share as much valuable information as I can. That's all I wanted to mention today. Good luck with product creation. This is my reminder to stay motivated and stay focused. Like I said at the beginning, if you are a new seller, don't be distracted by all the noise and all the marketing. Focus on product creation because that is the thing that will grow your store and bring you the most money at first. And then if you're a more seasoned seller, dedicate a lot of time to product creation. Don't let it slide in because of all the marketing that comes up. Make sure you prioritize it. I set that as a goal for myself in 2021 I actually said I will prioritize product creation and make sure I'm working on it every single Monday and I had to make that a goal and I'm really doing well with it so far so goals can be awesome like that so definitely stay focused if you can that's all I wanted to share today have a terrific day Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.